Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, what's up, my friends? Today, let's talk about results and or the lack of results. Have you ever been frustrated when you think you're doing everything right and you still can't lose weight or see results from all of your efforts? Well, I promise you that I understand the frustration but I have a few ideas for you to consider when you find yourself in this situation. In 2005 and 2006, so about in between 2005 and 2006, I went into a complete zone of self-health. I was very diligent about my food, about how much alcohol I drank, how much exercise I did, how much sleep I got, how much I stretched, how much I walked. I was 100% no, 110% committed to changing my body. And I was really doing a great job. But after many years of maintaining my weight, I do find myself in moments where I'm not as focused. And you guys, this is normal. We can't be laser focused on every aspect of our life all the time. So just expect that there will be times when something will fall to the side. And oftentimes for most people, it's things like exercise, nutrition, and other self-care activities. So this podcast was prompted by my own personal frustrations. Over the past year, I have been starting to slip into some bad habits. I mean, hello, COVID. Hello, pandemic. Hello, wine. But just like many other people, I hardly even noticed that I was doing it until I started to have some really tight pants. You know what I'm talking about? I know that I eat really healthy about 90% of the time and I exercise a lot, but I had to assess my routines and see where I was lagging. This is why I came up with the term, the ass evaluation. No, I'm not talking about your backside and let's be real. It's just fun to say ass. So I kind of like the ring to that. Anyway, I like to say, check your ass when someone is stalling. This is A-S-S-S-S and it stands for the five common reasons you're not seeing results or have stopped seeing results. And those five things are alcohol, sugar, sitting, stress, and sucky sleep. So let's dive in really quick and talk about each section. Alcohol. Alcohol is one of those things that is easy to overdo quickly. It's easy to have a glass of wine here or there, and then next thing you know, you've had a glass of wine every night. And please raise your hand if you're like me and don't want to waste a bottle of wine. I mean, if you open the bottle, you have to drink it, right? or at least you want to finish the bottle in a few days. I grew up with the mentality that you don't waste food or beverage, and I'm definitely not going to waste my wine. So you drink a couple glasses one night and finish up the bottle the next night, or hopefully not in the same night. Then you go out to see a friend on Friday, get together with somebody on Saturday, and then Sunday 
you have another drink on the back deck when it's nice or next to the fire, you know, taking advantage of the Sunday afternoon drink. This all starts to add up quickly. And during the pandemic, daily drinking starting at 5 p.m. became a norm in our house. I hate to even say that out loud because pre-COVID, I was very disciplined about drinking on a couple, you know, just a couple days um, a week, maybe once a week, or maybe just a couple times a month. So this was a big change. And if you know you're eating great and exercising often, but you drink too much, then you're absolutely going to stop seeing the results. Not only is it a large amount of empty calories, it can cause inflammation and can disrupt your sleep. In an average bottle of wine, there's about seven to 800 calories, 700 to 800 calories. And once you drink, your inhibitions are down and that's where the junk food may appear and you won't even care about eating it because, well, you're drunk. Try to stick to no more than one to two drinks a week. And honestly, if you have big goals for weight loss, I would even say drink less often, like one to two times a month or eliminate it altogether. If you are committed to your goal, I know you can do it. One thing I like to do when I'm avoiding alcohol is drink kombucha out of a wine glass. I especially like red wine, so I like to get a kombucha that is a red color, like a cranberry one or strawberry. And I like it because it's tangy and kind of wine-like, so I'm able to trick my mind into relaxing and thinking I'm having a drink. And if you think about it, why do we drink? Usually we drink to relax, but there are other ways to relax without totally blowing your calorie intake for the week, okay, the day or the week. And if you're finding yourself drinking daily to avoid real fillings, then I hate to tell you, but it's time to ditch the alcohol and start facing your demons. I promise that will ultimately make you a happier person than just drinking alcohol. All right, so the first S in our ass assessment is sugar. So I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the word sugar, I think of the song Sugar by Maroon 5. It goes like, sugar, you're sweet. No? Is anyone else singing here? Do you you like that song? Do you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, sugar is one thing that is also easy to overeat and overdo and maybe not even notice how much you're getting. When we think about eating sugar, we usually think about candy, cakes, cookies, and sodas that we know are full of sugar, but other processed and packaged foods have excess sugar as well. If you don't read labels, then now is a good time to start. Make sure you're choosing foods with low sugar content. Also, pay attention to when you are eating more sweets. Is it because you're bored, lonely, sad? And are you eating sweets or really any other food mindlessly? Are you just eating and not really noticing how it tastes? Sugar is similar to alcohol. Many people reach out for sugary foods to feel comfort. Maybe eating a chocolate chip cookie reminds you of your grandmother or your mother and the days of being less stressed. Or maybe eating ice cream reminds you of being a kid and feeling safe with your parents watching a movie. Also, when we eat sugar, especially when we are seeking comfort, we release temporary, temporarily, we release hormones that make us feel good and happy. But remember, they don't last. If you're going to eat a sweet, be sure to make it worth it. Savor just a small amount of something that you really, really like. It can be so satisfying and not harmful to an otherwise great diet. I love to eat a small piece of really good dark chocolate. 
If you just let it melt in your mouth without totally scarfing it down, you can really learn to appreciate the flavor. We get into trouble with treats like this when we're just mindlessly shoveling them into our mouth. Back in the days when I was overeating cookies, I remember just eating one after another like a total machine. I couldn't even taste them anymore. It was like the more I ate, the more numb I became to them. And so I would eat more to try to remember how good they would taste. Clearly, this was an emotional issue, but it was also physical. Once you're addicted to sugar, or this also happens with salt, your ability to taste the food goes away and pretty soon nothing is sweet enough or salty enough. So I recommend trying to eat less than 50 grams of sugar in a day. And that's even kind of a lot. So less would be great, but it's surprising how fast it can add up. Track your sugar intake for a couple days and see where you can cut it out. Be sure to count the sugar in sauces and in things like ketchup, salad dressings, and barbecue sauces. If you're eating more than 50 grams a day, this could be why you're not seeing results. Okay. And also keep in mind that things like honey and maple syrup, and you know, even though they're natural, they're still sugar. So you have to count those as well. Get a grip on your sugar intake and you'll feel better. And you could start kickstarting your weight loss. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, you will see significant improvement in other areas of your life. So get rid of the sugar or reduce it. S number two is sitting. I think it was my brother that said to me, sitting is the new smoking. And I totally agree. More and more research is showing us the importance of movement. Walking, standing, and just general movement throughout the day is very important for our health. If you're stalling in results, pay attention to how often you are sitting. Be sure to get up every hour and walk around or stand for at least 10 minutes. There's a big misconception about this. Many people who work out intensely think, oh, I'm good. I work out every day. I don't need to worry about any other movement. But this is totally wrong. Even if you work out intensely for an hour daily, other movement throughout the day is critical. You will see better results and better health if you keep moving. Be sure to understand there is a difference between movement and working out for formal or formal exercise. Just move your body more, less sitting. S number three is good old stress. If you are eating a great diet, exercising often, moving your body, but are not doing anything to control or manage the stress in your life, this could be a problem. When we are very stressed, either mentally or physically, our body goes into survival mode and doesn't want to let go of excess fat. Our body's goal is to stay alive and it will protect you by storing your fat. I talk to clients all the time about stress. I know that many of them get annoyed with me because they just want me to tell them what to eat and how to exercise. And I'm over here saying, tell me more about your stress. But it is a major piece of the puzzle. Even when you don't think you are stressed, you probably are. Even if you have an amazing life, like maybe you have no finance problems, maybe you have great relationship, great job, great kids, and other greatness all around you, you can still experience stress. Stress comes in all sizes and shapes. Sure, your kids are great, but they come with a lot of stress. Things like school, projects, college planning, um, holy moly, driving, extra holy moly, and not to mention sickness and growing. I mean, when they're growing, they're always needing new clothes or needing something. It's stressful and it's okay to admit it. 
Part of stress in society is the keeping up with the Jones syndrome. You don't have to be perfect. Your kids don't have to be perfect. Your house doesn't have to be perfect. All of this can cause an underlying stress. So chill out. Be real. It's okay to be human and have issues. Take time to reduce stress by journaling. Journal about those things that are bothering you. Even if you don't want to admit it to anyone else, journal about it. Rest more. Take a hot bath. Do something fun with your friends. Watch a funny movie. Get a massage or make your husband give you a massage. And if he's not good at it, then definitely go buy one. A great way to reduce stress is to go for a leisure walk. And please note that I don't mean a power walk. I don't mean a calorie burning power walk. I mean a slow down and smell the roses kind of walk. It will do your mind and your body so good. All right. S number four is sucky sleep. Do you get at least seven hours of sleep a night uninterrupted? If not, this could be hurting your results, especially if you are stressed out or do a lot of exercise. Sleep is absolutely critical. Lack of sleep is associated with increased stress levels. And we were just talking about how bad that is for you. Insulin resistance and possible increase in blood glucose or blood sugar. Both of those are precursors to diabetes. Lack of sleep can give you lower focus, lower energy, which makes you not want to exercise. And there's some research showing that lack of sleep can increase your hunger hormones, such as ghrelin, which tells us we're hungry, and it can reduce our hunger suppressing hormone, leptin, which tells us when we're full. I cannot stress to you enough how important sleep is to your health and your body goals. If you can't fall asleep, then work on setting setting up like a new bedtime routine. Make it a priority. I know that it can be hard to turn off Netflix. Trust me, I know. But if you really want to make changes, then you need to turn the TV off earlier. Start getting ready for bed at least 30 to 60 minutes earlier than normal. You know, go ahead, wash your face, put on your moisturizer, read a book, meditate, pray, snuggle with your honey, snuggle with your dog, your cat, whatever you want to snuggle with, and try to avoid the TV or any screen for at least an hour before wanting to fall asleep. The blue light from the screen, including your phone, can signal to your brain to wake up. Okay, so literally, it can increase your cortisol, which wakes you up. If you can go to sleep but can't stay asleep, be sure to check your sleeping environment. Is it too hot? Is your mattress old and lumpy and hurting your back? Do you need a new pillow? These are really easy things to change, so start there. Do you have two cats that maybe jump on your face all night? Oh, I guess that's just me. (laughs) I hope that you do not have two cats that jump on your face all night long. All right, so there you have it. If you're feeling like you can't get results or are stuck and aren't seeing more results, be sure to check your ass. Assess your alcohol consumption, how much sugar you're eating daily, how much you're sitting, how you're managing your stress or not. And finally, be sure to get enough quality sleep. I'm willing to bet that one or more of these is not in sync. And if you can get a handle on them, you will get moving in the right direction. And if you feel alone in this journey, please consider a lifestyle breakthrough call. On the call, we will discuss your current situation, what's working, what's not working, and where you really want to be, and see if I can help you bridge that gap. Email email me or Facebook me or Instagram me 
if you're ready to schedule that call. My email address is rayann at rayannmullins.com. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.